The Pittsburgh Steelers offense has no doubt struggled, but how can they survive in these final three weeks? It's not about waking the offense up because it's clear this offense is who it is, but they do have ways of finding success at points in this season. The question is, can they get Ben Roethlisberger to see through those ways and find things find things that work for this offense to get the points necessary to win their, their final three games? There's a key element here that it deal, deal, it deals with a lot with chemistry, play calling, and execution on the field that involves the Steelers coaches and Ben Roethlisberger that I think plays a huge role. We'll start talking about that on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We'll also tie that into how that'll impact how the Steelers approach the Chiefs this week with the way they use their secondary. And finally, we'll talk about a point of adversity, youth and inexperience, and veteran leadership that Mike Tomlin addressed in his Tuesday press conference right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Hit the like button on our YouTube videos, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's a big help when y'all do that. If you leave a five-star review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts, we get your shout-out at the end of the show. We're rolling solo here today, but we're going to have a really interesting show for you. By the way, today's show is brought to you by Stance. Stance. As, as the Stance Apparel, the place, you know, they're where I get my Wu-Tang socks. I love me some Stance. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. But let's get right into the topic at hand. And I want to talk to you about what I've been looking at at the All-22 when I'm looking at the Steelers' offense and just all their problems they were facing against the Titans. And I touched on a bit of this, at, you know, at post-game and, you know, I was doing things with the Monday episode, so go check that out. Um, but the bulk of where I see these problems coming is just that at every point in time, and I said this before, it's like, you know, like I said, it's like the office situation where everyone's pointing the guns at each other. It's just everyone's to blame at some point or another. But the guys who are most responsible, the guys who have the best chance to fix things, is Ben Roethlisberger and the coaches that work with him. Now, the problem with this is that Matt Canada and Ben, they're not, they haven't vibed on on uh on the field as much now of course i'm not talking about physically on the field because matt cannon is up in the booth the entire game but i'm talking about when a play is called you don't see ben roethlisberger making the right read on most of those plays now you do see on occasion like uh in the in the, uh their, their win over the ravens when he when he found deontay johnson wide open for a touchdown on a deep crosser route you did see uh ben roethlisberger look like he pointed up to the booth at matt canada for the play call and that was kind of cool but that's been a very big rarity this season, and that's something that has that has to change in these final weeks, at least to the point that the Steelers get more opportunities. Now, here's where I'm looking at here that to help it make sense. When the Steelers call a, gen, a general pa pass play, oftentimes Ben Roethlisberger knows what he wants, but 
it may not mesh with what Matt Canada is trying to design up, and it may not mesh with how it's going to go up against what the defense is doing. For years, Ben Roethlisberger, especially in the Todd Haley area, when we saw him, we saw him flourish. He knew the system, he knew the play calls, he knew how that countered against most defenses. Ben Roethlisberger now with this new system, with with new looks, new concepts, and not like all new concepts. Some of them are very familiar, but you know to what the Steelers have done over the years. But and but with with all those new challenges and rookies, it's just been tough for him to find that instinctive flow to the game that he has had for so many years that's why you see it often activate late in the game when teams are calling prevent defenses now for those who say we'll just let ben roethlisberger run no huddle all game that's very risky because then here, here what happens is you throw three incomplete passes in, in a situation or just get stuffed in three and out quickly with without giving your defense any any time to rest. You're going to start giving the other offense a whole bunch of chances to break open your defense. And whereas this Steelers defense is talented, we saw them come up with big plays and have a huge stand with four turnovers, including a turnover and not including a turnover, turnover on downs against the Titans. You can't bank on this defense to do that all the time. They can't bail you out every play. And when you look at how they, they can't stop the run, there's serious questions as far as how that's going to work. So what has to happen for these guys to gel? Now, I used Mike Tomlin in the thumbnail of this video because it was the best look of Ben talking to a coach. Couldn't find, There's not that many of him talking to Matt Canada in our, in our depository for Locked On. But the uh, point is, it's still up to the coaches to say, hey, Ben. This is what you're not seeing right now. And there's plenty of times where, again, I looked over. It's even worse with the All-22. You see, man, this guy's open. This, this, this guy's open. But it's just not in Ben's flow of things. I think that what the Steelers need to do is they need to come out with more general scripted sets. And that may involve saying, hey, like, you know, you used to hear with the Pittsburgh Steelers, they came out, their first 25 plays were scripted. They knew what they were going to call. They were going to call them. They were going to go out there and they were going to execute them. And because they knew what they were going to do, it let every all the players kind of just fall into their roles, be more confident and fire off. I think it might it might behoove the Steelers to come out with certain sets that say, hey, we're going to come out with certain personnel groups and we're going to let Ben Roethlisberger kind of flow with these certain plays that he's more comfortable with. And the Steelers do that to an extent already, but you got to find ways that he's going to be able to see the field and take advantage of things because it still comes down to Ben trusting things. And part of this is also the offensive line because part of it is he's he, he thinks he's seeing the field. He's waiting for something to come open and either he gets hit or he thinks he's about to get hit when he's not because the offensive line has been so bad this year and so then he steps out of position moves his launch point and by the time that he refixes his eyes downfield the opening that he thought would be there was there and now is covered because the defense has reacted to it those type of things are getting in the way of this Steelers offense but it's also about how they how that coalesces with what the defense is doing because defenses try to take away what you do what you do well the titans were doing a lot of this pre-snap they'd show two high looks they switch to, they switch to single high at the snap they show single high looks they'll switch to two high three high they'll be going to different looks to try and confuse ben roethlisberger there were a couple times early on i thought he read it well and i was like okay this could be a good day for ben roethlisberger but especially in that second half even when the steelers were starting their comeback you saw some time start to confuse ben and he was having to check down a little bit more and more throughout throughout the game that's what the Steelers have to be aware of and I'm going to get to a point about the Kansas City Chiefs that's very relevant this week when it comes to the opportunities that are that are in front of them but first I got to talk to you guys about on location on location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL Super Super Bowl 56 is at SoFi and it's less than 100 days away and with with on location they're the only place to score a once in a lifetime Super Bowl ticket 
an experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56. For more information, search Super Bowl on location. Again, that's onlocationexp.com slash SB56. Or search Super Bowl on location for more information on on location. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, continuing our X's and O's talk on what the Steelers need to do to open things up more for the offense. And again, this involves the passing game. Now, if you want to talk about Chris, what about the run game? The run game will be there when the run game gets more opportunities to open up. The problem is, is that there's very few situations where Najee Harris is getting the ball and the, and the linebackers are just, aren't just flying up or saying, hey, we're going to occupy those holes because they know Najee Harris is dangerous. They know if they don't tackle him, if they let him get going, it's going to make life easier for the Steelers offense. So what do they do? They try to clog up those holes. They try to make life harder for the, for the offensive line and him. And they try to say, hey, Ben Roethlisberger, go beat us because you can't do it consistently. And Ben has done it at times this year, but just not consistently. This week could prove a serious challenge when you look at the, the Chiefs defense and the way they played. Now, yes, you see the Chiefs defense has improved. Chris Jones, huge fat, huge factor in what's that what's done that. Frank Clark has has been big about that. Um, but you also you also come out there and you're able to see Melvin Ingram being a big, big baby and a big part of that. He's been a big contributor. Um, they have linebackers floating around between Anthony Hitchens, William Gay, and Charvarius Char- Ward. Though they've 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 all been suffering different injuries at different points in time. But you look at that defensive front, and that's a concern. But the concern for me is something that Mike Tomlin brought up in his press conference, and it's the way they use their safeties because they love to use three safety looks with Tyron Matthew, Juan Thornhill, and Daniel Sorensen especially. But if y'all remember, if y'all long-time listeners of the show, way back when Tony and I were doing our pre-draft looks many, many, you know, a, a couple of years ago, I won't say many years ago, a couple of years ago, Juan Thornhill was the safety we thought the Steelers should have gotten. We were like, man, if they could find a way to get that guy, he's going to be good out of Virginia. And he has certainly fit in well with what the Chiefs do. I think he's a smart, athletic, good safety that pairs with what Tyron Matthew likes to do. He frees up the honey badger to do things. And then Daniel Sorensen, been in the league a long time, but he's, he's, you know, he's a guy that, yeah, that, that comes in, you're like, hey, do this job hold this spot he's smart he's he's savvy he gets the job done there that's when i look at the steelers and i say man that you know this is going to be a challenge here because what the titans did again they would show all these preset looks and they would move and when you have experienced safeties this is again why in yesterday's episode why i pointed out i said hey they should pay minka fitzpatrick and they should find a way to pay terrell Edmonds, not a lot of money but enough money to keep him around maybe five six million dollars a year you do you get you do that it's going to solidify the back of your defense help you disguise more coverages and help everything else underneath look better that's what the chiefs second safeties do because you look at their corner cornerbacks whether it's legere Sneeze, Mike, Mike Hughes, um, you tra- uh, Traverius Ward. Actually, yeah, Traverius Ward's the cornerback. I don't know why I said he was the, the, the linebacker. I was reading through, through uh, the, uh, the depth chart real quick. But you look at Traverius Ward and Traverius Sneeze, Mike Hughes, the, the, the problems that they've had in their secondary, you can attack those corners a little bit more this year, but it's those, it's the middle parts of the field. It's the switching up of the back ends of, of the defense that confuse that can confuse quarterbacks. And Ben Roethlisberger has been getting confused by that quite a bit this season. If I'm the Steelers, I'm coming out. I'm trying to find ways to easily identify things. Now, one thing that I want to ask Kendra green about this week with the Pittsburgh Steelers is that 
he's a, you know, him being a center, he struggled, he struggled mightily in Minnesota. The, the noise was obviously getting to him. He couldn't hear Ben Roethlisberger. Mike Tomlin said they're going to try and find ways to negate those issues and noise issues in a loud stadium like Arrowhead this week. That's going to be a major challenge. But even if you do get that, you still got to do that and then take on Chris Jones up the middle. I thought he handled himself well with Jeffrey Simmons and, hang, and you know, kind of hung in there. Um, you know, Kendrick Green still kind of figuring out what it means to be an NFL center, but that's a, you know, I think I think that he can, if they can find ways to support him, that'll be a big factor here. But what has to happen, the bottom line is Ben Roethlisberger, when he's, he has to be studying tape all week long to so, say, okay, when we go, when, when people go to these bunch looks or this look over here, this spread look, what are the things that the Chiefs like to, to show? What are the things they like to disguise so that they can, they can eventually switch into? Find those tendencies, attack those tendencies, and, and make sure you're reading the field. That's what I need to see Ben Roethlisberger do if I'm going to say, hey, the Steelers are, are definitely going to make a, a real playoff push in these final weeks. Again, I think they still, I still think they can. I think they have, um, I think they have a good, a good, uh, a good chance here. Because again, they need to win two out of their last three, and they need uh, make, uh, two, at least two of five teams to lose two out of their last five three. And there's teams, some of those teams are playing some really competitive teams, including the Steelers. But bottom line is, when you look at what the what, what the what the Chiefs do on defense, it's going to be a serious challenge for Ben Roethlisberger to continue to, to read this because again it's yeah I, what i'm saying though is he doesn't need to do this all game long he just needs to do it enough to back up the chiefs and say hey linebackers whew, take a step back buddy we got this and if he can do that you're going to put yourself in a situation where to, where where the, the the chiefs are starting to have to gamble because when they're saying okay ben roethlisberger is hitting us over the middle we can't just charge up and clear up the middle of the field. And when that happens, then you can start to run those RPOs a little bit more. They'll freeze up because they're not sure if Ben's going to take the ball himself and throw it right behind him. And then Najee Harris has a head built, uh, has a built up steam, uh, head of steam and is able to charge into the second level of the defense and do what he does best, make people miss. They haven't done enough of that this year to try and free up opportunities for him. And it's again, it's been the biggest criticism of the Steelers offense. They don't attack the middle of the field. It is truly bizarre. And a lot of it is play calling. And it goes back to what I was saying before. When you're when you're when you're calling a play, it may be there, but for whatever reason, Ben's not seeing it. That has to be something that's worked out in these final weeks. Again, I'm not asking for Ben Roethlisberger to go, you know, to have a perfect 158.3 pass rating. I'm not saying that he's gonna he needs to be the great quarterback, the greatest quarterback ever, or play on Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers' level. I'm saying he needs to be able to stand in the in these pockets to be able to read what's going on, to adjust to what defenses are doing and to make more plays than he has. Can he? I think he can. He's he's shown time and time again he's a resilient quarterback. One thing about Ben Roethlisberger that always impresses me is that he always gets up. He always finds a way to get back into the arena even when he takes a big hit and he and, and he's knocked down. He'll he'll at least try to find a way to get up and get back in the game for his team because he is one of the toughest quarterbacks I have ever seen in my life. But when it comes to reading defenses, he has not been one of the best at doing that. And if, they, if, if the Steelers hope to beat the Chiefs, they have to avoid being fooled by these safety looks because the Chiefs will throw them out there. They know that Ben Roethlisberger, that's his weakness. That's what the Bengals have done for years when they've had their best games against Ben Roethlisberger. They've been able to confuse him with pre-snap looks, make him hold on to the ball, get the pressure after him, or force him to make a, a giant mistake that is a turnover. Ben has to do better this week. He can't allow that to happen. I'm intrigued to see how the Steelers coaching staff helps him in that challenge. It's going to be a big storyline in this game because I truly think that if they if they pass to open up the run, 
It's going to make life easier for the offensive line and therefore life easier for Najee Harris. We'll get to more on the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they need to do to step up to really win these final games. Because when you're down in in the pinch right now, like the way that the Steelers are, it often comes down to guys keeping their focus. And it's easy to lose focus when the entire season's weight is bearing down on your shoulders. What am I talking about? We'll find out in just a second here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. But first, I got to talk to you guys about Built Bar this holiday season. Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better, a holiday candy bar. Built Bar is filled with so many, so many great flavors and holiday goodness covered in chocolate. But amazingly, they're low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, low in fat, but high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors you have a hard time choosing from. Will you have a, ma- a raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you the extra fuel you need to, to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing there in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into piping hot, hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it, but be sure to bring some napkins along. Go to Built.com to use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, to get 15% off your order at Built.com. Again, that's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Wrapping up here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter, your host. We thank you for making us your first listen every day. Now, again, we're talking about the coaches being on the same page with the quarterback. Now, Mike Tomlin talked about one of the the bigger challenges right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers is our guys that are inexperienced when it comes down to playing in crunch time. And not just crunch time of a game, but crunch time of a season. People might think, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's just making plays. You don't understand. When you've gone through everything that 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 that, it, that makes up a season from training camp to, to from rookie camp to mini camp to training camp, then to go through all the different emotions and the games and the practices, and then you feel like, man, it all comes down to three games. A lot of things creep into your head. It is very easy to be distracted, to look at the wrong things, to focus on the wrong things. The Steelers have had guys for years who have been able to help settle the rest of the team and say, hey, Rook, hey, young guy. Let's 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 look. Let's do this right here. Let's focus. And that's a part of what Joe Hayden was talking about when I talked when I was talking about it post game, you know, because Joe Hayden made a huge game saving tackle game winning tackle. You you, you could even say. But when he was asked about leadership and communication after the game, he talked about how, yeah, a big part of this is just, you know, the fact that I'm a calming voice out there because he's been there before. He's done this. He's been in tight situations and he's found a way to come out on top and and through that, he's learned the best ways to keep your head, stay focused, read your keys, trust your keys. Remember the things that you studied in film. Those are the things that become harder and harder when the game's moving a lot faster. Got the other team is desperate. The other other team's trying to push you. That's where I see this Steelers team needing more guys to understand how to handle it. But again, this is why you don't tank. You want to be able to have guys at the end of the season that you drafted before to say, hey, you know what? This is what it's like to be in crunch time. This is what it's like to deal with the pressure of an entire season in just a one, two, or three games. That's something that's not easily learned when you look across the history of the NFL. It's something that that that, that does help build 
you know, build franchises and build successful teams. You go back and you look at the, the Super Bowl 40 team. Joey Porter talked about how he was heartbroken in the 2001 AFC Championship game when they lost to the New England Patriots. Heartbroken when they lost to the new the, to the Tennessee Titans in a, in a by a field goal in overtime in 2002 in the 2002 season. And he and then again in 2004 when they lost to the Patriots at, at Heinz Field. You look at all those disappointments. They all led to him in the moment saying, you know what? I've, I've, I've complained about the refs. I've done this. We're going to go out here. We're just going to outplay these guys. And that crew did just that, that built culture. Mike Persuda, uh, one of the great, great longtime Steelers beat writers around, around here. He tweeted, the Steelers do not have a culture problem. And I agree. This team does have the players does have the, um, you know, the, the, the guys who can teach the right things to these young players that are learning at the, you know, through, throughout this year, Cam Hayward, is one of them. Joe Hayden is one of them. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, I think, is one of them in different ways because I don't think he talks to everybody on the team, but he knows how to talk to certain guys and he reaches out and and, and brings his leadership at you know when uh, when he sees when he sees an opportunity. Um, but you know, I I look at other guys that have been around. You know, Joe Schobert's been a guy. He's been in the playoffs before. He's been he's been able to be to be competitive. He's a guy that should be able to help with that. And granted, he's not a longtime Steeler, but then you look at guys like Minka Fitzpatrick, T.J. Watt. That you know they've been guys that have battled with this team in the playoffs. They know what the what the what the what the, what the kind of failures like when they when they mess up in the playoffs. They don't want to feel that again, and they're going to try to push guys. Say, hey, this is what you got to do if you want to make it through this part of the season. That's what I see this team needing to show is how many guys do they have that are going to push that message and force that message that Mike Thomas talking about of needing needing guys to find their footing. It could, you know, and the more the merrier. It could be T.J. Watt. Could it could be Minka Fitzpatrick? It could be Devin Bush. I doubt it. He still got he still got a lot growing up to himself to do. But Devin Bush could be one of the guys that starts to get. Oh yeah, this is what this kind of a push feels like. This is what I have to do to be competitive at this part of the season when people have all this this tape on me. Those are all challenges that that athletes have to think about all the time. And when it comes to crunch time part of the season, this is why it's important to win here. Oftentimes. It, it determines who's more focused in that moment. Sometimes it also determines who's just more healthy because more often than not, that's who wins the Super Bowl is the healthiest team. The Steelers have a chance to be a really healthy team. They've been healthy. They've been healthy for, for a bit now. Now they get a chance to turn things around and they're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. If they pull off this upset, they put themselves in the driver's seat to make the playoffs, maybe even win their division. It's going to be an interesting one for sure. I'm looking to see which young players show that they're learning in the moment. Will it be Isaiah Loudermilk, Najee Harris, Trey Norwood, Pat Fryermuth, all those guys, even second-year guys like Alex Highsmith and Chase Claypool. How do they adapt to this situation? Both of, them, both of them were in the playoff push last year. How do they handle it this year? Lots of big questions that we will be keeping close eyes on at Steelers practice all week long. I'm Chris Carter, your host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate you all the time for checking us out. Remember, you can download or you can watch us, excuse me, on Apple or you can watch us on YouTube. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We appreciate all those who do. If you're if you're listening to us, we thank you for checking us out on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and honestly, I apologize. Yesterday's uh, audio podcast didn't come out on time. There was a bit of a malfunction on our on our production end. We fixed that, so it should be up for you all throughout today. That this being. Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow with more. We'll have we'll have our Locked On Chiefs guest of the other Chris who covers Locked On Chiefs. He's going to be on with me. We're going to break down the game, give you some matchups, give you some fun talk, and it'll be a good time right here on the Locked On Steelers Podcast.